You want to wrestle me? You want to wrestle me, my infrastyle? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday morning in the Bluff City. It's wrestling time. Making his way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome your host and your hero, Kevin Sorito. Welcome into the only show in the world in 2020 when you can, where you can hear both Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. Coming up here in the next hour, you will hear from the King, as always. He's always on the show, brought to you by our friends over at Smoothie King. We'll also be joined by Jim Ross, good old JR, Hall of Fame broadcaster, the voice of AEW Wrestling. AEW Dynamite will be here in the greater Memphis area in South Haven at Landers Center this coming Wednesday night. And uh, Jim Ross will be on this show talking about it here uh, momentarily. So it is an awesome edition of uh, of wrestling time today. Glad you are with us. And uh, man, it was a fun time last night. The, the biggest month uh, in professional wrestling this territory has seen maybe ever. Uh, kicked off last night with SmackDown on Fox. And we're going to start here, and I'll let you know what I thought about it because I was there sitting uh, second row, taking in the action. I caught a pancake from the New Day. Kofi Kingston tossed a pancake right in my direction. And I got to figure out a way to give that. uh, (laughs) We're going to give that pancake away. I have it. I, I saved it. I did not eat it. Uh, but I do have a, an official New Day pancake that I caught last night at FedEx Forum. And uh, we'll be giving that away. I don't know if we'll do that on the radio or or what. I will tell you what we'll give away on the radio today. I have a pair of tickets to AEW Dynamite. That's right. Dynamite is here in South Haven. I mentioned it. I got a pair of tickets. There's oodles of ways. Uh, we're going to give you opportunities to win tickets to uh, the show this week. I could not be more excited about, about Dynamite being here. But... Uh, Today, live on the air, if you listen, keep listening this whole hour, at some point today, Carl is here. At some point today, you will hear our, our sounder, and when that sounder plays, you will call. The phone number you need to program into your phone is 360-8255. That's 901-360-8255. That is the phone number. Have that ready on your phone, because when you hear our dynamite sounder, that's right, and you're going to know what it sounds like when you hear it, because uh, if you've ever watched Good Times, uh, you know, JJ from, from uh, Good Times. Uh, we've got that sounder queued up, and when that plays, it will play randomly. I don't even know when it's going to play. Sometime this hour, the first person to call in at 901-360-8255, we're going to give you a pair of lower bowl tickets to go see uh, AEW Dynamite at Lander Center. So a chance to win those tickets today. We're looking forward to Wednesday. We're looking back at last night. Last night, SmackDown on Fox, and it was a very eventful show. My goodness. If you watched Monday Night Raw this week right before uh, the new year, by the end of it, uh, you were probably, like me, very happy that the show the WWE was bringing to town this week was SmackDown and not Raw. It ended with one of the, they ended the decade on Raw with one of the, the most ridiculous segments, like, ever, uh, the the almost wedding of Lana and Bobby Lashley. 
And it was a debacle, uh, if there ever was one. And so happy that SmackDown was here and ended up being even a better show than, than, I, than we, we could imagine. We knew we were going to get Daniel Bryan. We knew we were going to get uh, awesome stars in the building. Didn't know it was going to be as eventful and as uh, historic and as storyline uh uh, advancing as it was, we had uh, so the night of returns last night in Memphis. We got to see the return of Sheamus, which came out of nowhere. That match was going on uh, with Shorty G, Shorty G versus half of the revival. Which, by the way, side note, I mean, my goodness, you look at the card we did have last night at the forum, and you're like, it's it's a bunch of tag team wrestlers wrestling singles matches. Which is, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, you know, tag team wrestlers wrestling singles matches historically watching professional wrestling all your life, you've been trained to believe like the tag team wrestler has no chance to beat the single star in, in a one-on-one match because it is a singles, uh, a singles wrestler should uh, be better at one-on-one competition, right? That's just how we, we've been trained to think. And we had oodles of those last night, including the dark match uh, before the show with uh, Ali versus Curtis Axel, uh, Kurt Henning, Kurt Henning's, uh, Son, and then we had uh, uh, Otis versus Drew Gulak. So Otis from Heavy Machinery versus uh, Drew Gulak uh, in in a match, which that was the shocker that the tag team wrestler beat the single star. If you call it a shock, I, it looks like Otis is getting a, a, a good push here in 2020. But the match I'm talking about, Shorty G versus half of the Revival. Don't ask me what half of the Revival it was, but that match uh, looks like, on paper, we talk about it on this show. That's your barbecue nachos break. If you need to go run to the bathroom, if you need to go get some something barbecue nachos to eat, then this is the time to go. And it seemed like that was the match to go. It's like, are, are you kidding me? We're going to get Shorty G versus Ever the Revival? If you need to go to the bathroom, go now. And what turned out to be was a match where if you went to the bathroom or if you went to the to, to get your nachos that you got back quickly because at the end of that match, we saw the return of Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus comes out teasing he's going to help Shorty G, ends up beating up Shorty G. So, boom, Sheamus uh, it makes his return last night. But that's not the only return. Backstage, John Morrison uh, returns, and it looks like he is uh, teaming back up, uh, teaming with The Miz or... Uh, influencing The Miz in some direction because, well, The Miz turned heel last night, too. What an eventful show. I mean, it really was. If you are if uh, if you bought a ticket and you went to FedEx Forum last night, the very first SmackDown of uh, 2020, the first SmackDown of the decade, and they delivered uh, here in Memphis because uh, that wasn't the only return. So we have Sheamus returning. Yeah, John Morrison was, was only backstage. It's totally cool. Those two, that's fine. They ended the show with the return of the Usos, and the crowd popped. That might have been... Uh, the biggest pop of the night there uh, uh, from the, uh, the 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 forum crowd. But Usos returned to help uh, Roman Reigns, which possibly is going to set up now of, down the road. We're probably just a couple of smackdowns away from a Roman in the Usos uh, against Corbin, Bobby Roode when he comes back, and Dolph Ziggler like main event. There's going to be that six-man tag. It's going to happen uh, on television in another city, not here, uh, in, in a couple of weeks. So, Eventful with the three returns and the what is the heel turn of of the Miz in the second consecutive week on SmackDown that uh, food got involved in an angle that destroying somebody's food set up a match like two weeks in a row on SmackDown. Uh, we had Otis get his cake uh, squished, which it didn't really set up a match. It's teasing towards a match, right? Otis it, it gave him motivation to beat to uh, beat uh, Drew Gulak, but uh, we had that angle last week. This week the uh, Miz knocking over the New Day's pancakes, which come on now, they had put they had put together a pretty nice spread of pancakes with 
the, the numbers 2020 on there. And they get knocked over. And that's setting up the match with Kofi versus The Miz, which was the big surprise. Like, like I'm down for that. Once they announced that match was going down, I was like, that's pretty cool. And then when it looked like The Miz, of course, after the match attacks Kofi. So it looks like The, the Miz has got his edge back. Uh, and Edge may be coming back at the Royal Rumble, but that's another story. But The, the Miz uh, turning heel last night was pretty cool. It was a fun show all around. My favorite match was probably probably the, the Braun Strowman-Cesaro match. I really enjoyed that match. Cesaro is so awesome, and when you see him live, uh, like it's, if you don't have a view of him, you will walk away with one. And we were kind of sitting in the Cesaro section, the unofficial Cesaro section. We didn't have our uh, signs printed off uh, from the, from the uh, computer or anything, but uh, it, it, that was just a fun match, and it's got me looking forward to Seeing uh, uh, Nakamura versus Braun Strowman for the IC title. It's like they're possibly building for that. And also, that is also the match where a fan in the front row held up a 901 wrestling sign. So, I've definitely, uh, that, that had to be a match. I think it popped up maybe one or two other times, but I possibly confiscated that sign. But 901 wrestling, also a big part of this month here in Memphis. Uh, two shows. Uh, next Saturday night's the next one. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I am now your host of your wrestling show 901 wrestling so i i enjoyed seeing that uh on the front row last night at, at fedex form and it, so that was my favorite match i know many people enjoyed that the i the opening tag match was cool it lasted about 30 minutes so i i know if i was watching smackdown at home last night i would not have been uh enjoying as much as it is live but i mean the fact is these multi-team these multiple tag team matches are so much uh fun uh live and that match was fun live and it did go about 30 minutes and and uh, probably after you take out the opening of the show, it's like, right, I looked at my looked at my phone and it was about uh, 7.30 when that match ended. But that was good. I mean, it was good. A shocking finish for sure. Like, my goodness, Dana Brooke winning. Like, you thought she was going to take the pin. Uh, you thought she was in that match just to take the, you know, like she was there to, to, to lose. That's why she was in the match. But no, she actually won. Like, what? What is happening? Uh, if, if I have a complaint from last night, the dark match situation WWE has got, they have got to communicate to the fans better. You're advertising on the radio. You're advertising on TV that we're going to see Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns. They're advertising that you're going to see The Fiend in action against Daniel Bryan. And we see, uh, of course, neither one of those matches. They never give you that dark match they advertise. But last night, we didn't even get a dark match. And that was frustrating uh, to, to me uh, last night. because And they never announced it. And I hung around. I was, I look, as the broadcast journalist that I am, as the person who talks about wrestling on the radio every Saturday morning, I'm going to stick around through 205 Live, watch all of these guys, most of, some of these guys, I have no idea who they are, and see if they do anything at the end of SmackDown. They didn't. So if you left early last night, you did not miss anything. There was not a, a, a dark match at the at the end of the, uh, the show, which I think if you're asking fans to stick around on a Friday night and watch 205 Live, uh, you better deliver something and they didn't have anybody come out and thank you for coming. There was, there was none of, there was nobody saying, you know, those dark matches aren't happening. If you see the advertisements, you think those matches are happening. So you're going to sit through two Oh five live. And, and many of those fans probably did sit through two Oh five live expecting to see one of those advertised matches. If you listen to this show, you know, those advertised matches never happen. but usually there's a dark match. Usually they announce it. They didn't announce one last night and they didn't deliver one. So, I mean, they, uh, it just seems like a whimper. The way they ended the show to end on a 205 live match that many people did not even know what it was about was was uh, not the best way to leave, let people leave happy, you know, when you're supposed to leave happy out of the building. But um, if, they, if you left at the very end of that, it was, it was a very ho-hum finish. Unlike the start, the fireworks, man, the pyro is back. 
that was that was I totally forgot Pyro was back. It was kind of made me jump a little bit and. The uh, red light. Saw the red light last night. Daniel Bryan on this show last week. If you missed last week's show, go back and listen to the podcast. Go to SeritaLive.com slash Wrestling Time and, and listen to that podcast with Daniel Bryan. Uh, the, the, the interview he gave uh, saying how it was super distracting for him to wrestle on that red light. It didn't seem that distracting uh, to me in person. So uh, that, those are my thoughts from SmackDown last uh, last night. Awesome way to kick off this January 2020. We'll talk more uh, about uh, SmackDown. There was a cool moment with Jerry, uh, a Jerry Lawler tribute that kind of happened during 205 Live. If you did stick around, we'll talk to the King about that. He is uh, currently in the air and about to land traveling somewhere here uh, in, in the United States. So hopefully we will uh, get his thoughts on that this hour. I also told you JR is going to be here, and we will talk more about AEW Dynamite which will be here next week. Your chance to win tickets. If you hear JJ from Good Times say dynamite on this show, you need to be the first caller, 360-8255. You'll get a free pair of lower bowl tickets to uh, the Lander Center this Wednesday. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, I will uh, talk to Jim Ross. You'll hear from good old JR. You're listening to a Wrestling Time here on Sports Entertainment 56, 96.1 at 87.7 FM. Now back to wrestling time. Here once again is the Mark of the South, Kevin Cerrito. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your new year. Happy New Year. Keep listening when you hear JJ from Good Times. Say dynamite on this show. That will be your cue to call to win a pair of dynamite uh, tickets at Lander Center. Uh, and there'll be other opportunities for you to win tickets uh, this week. What you need to do is make sure uh, you're following me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Cerrito, and on Twitter as well, twitter.com slash Cerrito. I'll be giving away uh, more tickets to Dynamite. You'll have more opportunities to win, but the big one right now, if you are listening live right now, you need to stay tuned. You need to continue to listen live to win those tickets. Uh, wrestling time here on Cerrito Live every week is brought to you by Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. It is 901 Wrestling. I am now your host of your wrestling show, which is twice a month. The next show is next Saturday night. 901 Wrestling is proud to be a part of this busy, exciting month of professional wrestling in Memphis. Next Saturday, January 11th is the next show. Then there will be one on the 25th uh, as well. It's only $5 to get you in the door. All ages are welcome uh, during the show. If you're under 21, uh, you got to come with a parent or guardian. But Rec Room, it is not only uh, where I'm at every Tuesday hosting trivia, it's a great place. You can play current and classic video games on giant 20-foot screens. And now you can watch all the WWE pay-per-views there, all the UFC pay-per-views, and AEW pay-per-views. We had an awesome AEW uh, full gear watch party uh, in in the, at the end of the year. And in February on Leap Day, it looks like, on the 29th of February, is the next pay-per-view revolution for AEW. We will be there uh, with specials on the bubble. You can enjoy a little bit of the bubble. Uh, specials on uh, the Champagne and Beer uh, Miller High Life that night, and we'll be giving away prizes after every single match that is at a our AEW Revolution watch party in February. But we're going to get through this busy month of January 1st. Uh, uh, let see, January 11th is the next show. January the 11th. Go see uh, the wrestling show where that the fan held the sign-up for, front row, on SmackDown last week. It is, or last night. It's 901 Wrestling uh, at, it's at Rec Room right off the Sam Cooper Boulevard, 3000 Broad Avenue, RecRoomMemphis.com. It is so good. This show is so much fun. If you're missing out on this, y'all, it's five bucks. It's the best value you can get for anything in Memphis. But it's so good that a, that a guy had front row seats last night at SmackDown and brought a sign that said 901 Wrestling. So 
that is pretty cool. Uh, so speaking of wrestling, the wrestling wrestling keeps going on. So not one wrestling is a part of, of this big busy month. Also, we've got the next uh, wrestling trivia uh, night is on the schedule as well. You want to make sure that that is programmed uh, into, into your, your phone calendar. Uh, get your reminders. Say you're going on Facebook to the Trivia Rumble. The Trivia Rumble will be here uh, very soon. Uh, the Wrestling Trivia Rumble uh, at Highland Axe in Rec. That is coming up on Tuesday, January the 14th. It's an over-the-top rope trivia battle royal uh, where it is set up just like the Royal Rumble. And we'll be giving away NXT tickets that night because NXT, of course, coming up on the 23rd at Minglewood Hall, part of this very busy month. So mark your calendar, January 14th. The Trivia Rumble is free to play. It's free to attend if you don't want to participate in the trivia. Just come out and hang out with uh, and have some fun with some like-minded uh, wrestling fans here uh, in, in the Mid-South. So uh, mark your calendars for the 14th as well. But before we get to there, we Wednesday night. This Wednesday night, January 8th, it's Dynamite uh, at Lander Center. I talked uh, yesterday uh, with Jim Ross, and uh, here is that conversation. AEW Dynamite will make its debut in the Memphis Territory this Wednesday night, January the 8th at Lander Center in South Haven. Calling all the action live on TNT will be the voice of All Elite Wrestling, Hall of Fame pro wrestling announcer Jim Ross. And he joins me now to talk all about it. Happy New Year, Jim, and happy birthday. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I I tried to stop celebrating these birthdays many years ago out of vanity, but then I realized it's a hell of a lot better than the alternative. So I appreciate the wishes. Right, right. Uh, awesome. Memphis is excited. It's a very, very busy month of professional wrestling in this uh, territory, and uh, Memphis could not be more excited about AEW coming to town. But as you know, there's probably still some people listening right now who are not even familiar with AEW. So do you want to like give them a, a quick rundown of what All Elite Wrestling is all about? Well, it's the newest uh, wrestling promotion to begin business. We started in uh, the fall of, of uh, 2019. I think we've had 12 or 13 shows every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock uh, Central, live on TNT. Uh, we have a, a very eclectic and unique roster of some experienced veteran stars like Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes, uh, certainly uh, John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, uh, and, a, and a lot of other cats. Uh, we have a good good backstage staff. Arn Anderson's like one of our, our leaders, as, long as, as well as Dean Malenko. So, and we've got a lot of young kids that are in their early 20s that are getting their first TV matches. Uh, they've been wrestling for a long time. Their skill sets are, 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 are very varying levels. But we've got a, a real young roster, and I tell others that I, I kind of believe it's like uh, being a member or joining a football NFL expansion team. We've got some veterans that can play and have been in the big game, but we also got more younger guys that are trying to live their dream because – I don't know if one we've got that isn't a lifelong wrestling fan, much like you and I. So that's kind of what we do. Uh, there's some, there's some, we're trying to get back to some fundamental stuff, being more about wins and losses, and not so much about the sizzle, but more about the stakes. So, but the fans that come see us on Wednesday night uh, will see that, I think, very clearly. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some fans who are trying uh, AEW out for the first time on Wednesday. If they're not familiar with the show, can you give us a, a couple of names of some up-and-comers who people should pay attention to at Lander Center this week? Yeah, Darby Allen. Uh, I would I would keep my eye on him. Uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, that's the son of the late Luke Perry of nine hundred two one zero fame. Great kid. Uh, didn't want to use his last name when he got in the business because he wanted to 
you know, getting recognized uh, on his own, and he did. Uh, I like Joey Janela. has been around doing it for a long time, but never always in the Indies, always on a small-time level. I think he's potentially one of the better villains that we have been or we're going to try to develop in the future. Uh, you know, we've got, we got all these young dudes that are just uh, simply amazing, and we've got some young uh, women athletes that uh, have not been overexposed that are very, very good. So it's a, it's a real eclectic group. And I think the fans that are far wrestling will see that. Do we do everything uh, uh, that would suit everybody? I don't know that we can. I don't know if anybody can. But, boy, we're sure trying to get better every week, correcting our mistakes as we go along, and trying to not insult the wrestling fan who deserves an alternative uh, to what they're seeing now on television. Awesome, and one of the one of those young dudes at at AEW is Marco Stunt, who's who is from right here in uh, the Memphis area. He's from Olive Branch, the uh, neighboring city of South Haven, where the show will be. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on Marco Stunt? I love Marco. Marco's got an infectious spirit. A uh, little son of a gun is uh, a, a, just a bundle of energy. He's fearless. He loves what he does, and I can't think of any other company. Uh, that would give a young kid who loves wrestling like he does the opportunity to be on global television as uh, Tony Khan and the guys at AEW have with Marco. We're very proud to have Marco on the team. Uh, he always contributes. He's fun to be around, and I know that he's very uh, excited about coming back to his hometown, the home area, certainly, uh, on, on Wednesday night. So I hope the folks will show up, bring some signs, and let Marco know that he's uh, to welcome back home. Yeah, it's it's definitely his hometown, Jr. If Dave if Dave Brown gave you your weather when you were growing up and told you if it's going to rain or not, it's, it's, you, you count as uh, being from Memphis, and <laughs> and and he absolutely is. And it's going to be a, a geography lesson to some to some folks uh, this Wednesday night. I'm excited uh, about having the show in South Haven. One of my favorite things about watching AEW every Wednesday night, and it is, uh, Jim, it is my my top priority. When so much wrestling is on television right now, the the one show that I will not miss a week that I will prioritize if I get behind on the DVR, it is. All elite wrestling, and and one of my favorite parts of it is you guys are doing TV in towns and in venues that you you would not visit in your old job. And uh, how how has that been to you traveling like to the south and some of these smaller markets and smaller venues? Love it because it takes you back to, to the beginnings, uh, and it's refreshing. You know, it's not a corporate uh, promotion in that respect. Even though we, you know, the AEW uh, is obviously incorporated, owned by the Khan family, owned the Jacksonville Jaguars and a bunch of other things. Mr. Consort eight point eight over eight billion dollars. So he's somebody said, What are you gonna do when they when they run out of money? I said, I don't think I'll be alive when that happens. McMahon's <laughs> <laughs> worth two point something. Mr. Con's worth over eight. So I think we're okay there in that regard. That's what you're comparing it with. Uh, but I, I uh, we have a core audience. You want to have a full a a, a, a house, an audience that looks like there's a lot of folks there. And right now, we're around the four to 6,000 range uh, on most shows. And so that helps us. Uh, we book buildings to fit, that, to, to fit that clientele. If you know you're going to have four to 6,000 in the building, then why would you book a 20,000-seat arena? Because you've got to cover all the empty seats. Right. We try to just avoid that if we can. So it's kind of cool. And, and those buildings are so appreciative that we're coming in there because they're not getting big shows. They're not getting WWE oftentimes because the venues are too small for WWE's production and, and, and needs. 
So we fit that niche. And it's kind of like we're doing <clears throat> with our brand. We just want to fill a void. We want folks like yourself to give us a shot and know that every Wednesday night we're going to be live and we're going to try to produce a good, solid wrestling show. Again, never without mistakes, but always willing to fix what we will perceive to be wrong. All right, we are talking with legendary wrestling announcer Jim Ross. He will be here in the Memphis area on Wednesday night for AEW Dynamite at Lander Center in South Haven. That's when many wrestling fans will learn that Memphis is on the state line between uh, Arkansas, Mississippi, and, and in, inside of Tennessee. So many wrestling fans are confused that, wait a minute, there's a, a why are they doing a tribute to the legends of Memphis wrestling in South Haven, Mississippi? Because South Haven is a suburb of Memphis, and uh, they will learn that on Wednesday night. But let's talk about that tribute to the legends of Memphis wrestling. It was it a, an exciting announcement on this week's show that there's going to be a big uh, to-do about of the past here in Memphis, of course, one of the greatest wrestling cities uh, in the world. And what, uh, who, okay, because we know, we know, let's, let's just be honest here right now, your former broadcast partner, Jerry the King Lawler, is the guy who is synonymous with Memphis wrestling, right? And Of course. And uh, your former broadcast partner, my current broadcast partner, joins me here live on the radio every Saturday here in Memphis on on uh, on on fifty six. But the what? Who like if the King's not going to be there? How are you? How are we doing a tribute to the Legends of Memphis Wrestling without the King? How's that going to work? Very easily. <laughs> We're creative. Well, really, uh, obviously, without Jerry is the greatest star of and arguably of any territory anywhere in the country. How many guys were on top in the main events in one market, one one not one one big market, not the territory was one one town, but Memphis was always the heartbeat of that territory, and that and that Coliseum on Monday nights was always the destination, and nobody did it better longer than the right. King in anybody's territory, so you can't. But what we are going to do is we're going to honor a lot of the guys that contributed there that are no longer with us, and that would include Brian Christopher. And that would include Lance Russell. That would include Eddie Gilbert, for example. There are, there, I'm sure there will be others. And then we've invited <clears throat> a lot of the living Memphis legends that also contributed. Because, uh, you know, the King didn't dance alone. Oh, yeah. He had dancing clubs all these years. You know what I'm saying? He had to wrestle so, somebody, so, and there had to be other matches on the card. And there, there are oodles yeah. of other legends. He is just the guy that, that most people, uh, I would say, around the country and the world associate with Memphis. So it is going to be cool to see some of these other stars who may only be famous in this territory uh, get a spotlight coming up on Wednesday night. Who who else? Who Some of these living uh, stars that you can think of that you when you think of Memphis wrestling. I think, I think you got to bring in Bill Dundee. The I think you got to bring in. Uh, I think you got to bring in uh, Boogie Man, uh, Jimmy Valiant, Boogie oh, yes. Woogie, Mercy uh, Daddy. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm not in the promotional side of that deal. Right. I've suggested some names. Uh, they're still accumulating details as you and I speak. Uh, but we plan on honoring these people in an honorable way, not making them pawns and some silly wrestling angle. Right. So uh, that's kind of where we are with that. We're very serious about it. The Memphis wrestling holds a very special place in the lexicon of pro wrestling over the over the generations and the decades. And so now we have this opportunity, this wonderful vehicle of primetime television. Because everything we're going to do in South Haven is going to be broadcast live as it happens. So uh, I, it's going to be a real opportunity that some wrestling fans are going to learn about Memphis wrestling for the first time our show. 
I know that may be hard to believe for some people, but trust me, the moving audience and with uh, the digital things in, in, impacting the what you see and what you remember, uh, I think it's going to be a great for the city. It's going to be great for the talent. And give those guys uh, a, an attaboy. Hey, thanks for all the entertainment, all the years you've given us here. And, so, uh, and the inspiration I, to the business, like as a as a native Memphian, I just think this is really cool that that uh, AEW is is doing this on Wednesday night, uh, because I mean I could not imagine a, a national wrestling promotion on cable television in 2020 uh, doing a tribute to the legends of Memphis wrestling. That's a show that that happens in Jonesboro, Arkansas, maybe, but to be happening on national television uh, to do at all, even if it's just a small portion, which it probably will be a, a, the live broadcast. It's really cool. Well, here's here's another point to remember. This show airs in the U.K., this show airs in Canada, this show airs in places that Memphis Wrestling never aired. Or if it did it in there there long, right. going off here and there, take traders. So it's going to expose the city and the brand and the tradition, uh, the legacy of Memphis Wrestling to a, an audience that would never have been subjected to it before. So I'm, I'm proud of what we're doing. I think it's doing the, we're doing the right thing. And, you know, I wish the King could be there. His WWE uh, contract, obviously, I'm sure, would preclude that from him being on camera. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of us are planning on going down to this, this bar and grill there on Beale Street after the show's over. And, you know, our show will be over at 9 o'clock. Starts at 7 local time. So, right. you know, heck, we're uh, – that's early in the evening. So we, well, I hope that we can – I can see Jerry after the show and at his place and bring some guys with me and, and then create some minutes for him there. So – you know, I love Jerry. He's a, he was the best partner I ever had. Uh, he made me better. Uh, I thought we had something very special when we were announcing together. It's too bad that the powers of me felt like, I guess, they were both too Southern and too old to continue together. But I'm very, very happy that Jerry's back on the air on Monday nights. Uh, trying to keep a rudder in the water on that Monday Night Raw show. All right, we're, talking, we're talking with Jim Ross, the voice of AEW, which will be here on Wednesday night at Lander Center. Tickets still available. Uh, tell us something we don't know about the King. I talk to the King every Saturday on the radio. Uh, Memphians, we've known, we've known him for decades and decades and decades. Tell us something we don't know about Jerry Lawler. Is there anything? Hates, yeah, sure. He hates to wear a jacket. Really? He, he may wear a sweatshirt, <laughs> uh, but he, won't, he, he hates to wear a jacket. So not a suit jacket, like you're talking like when it's cold outside, he doesn't like to wear a jacket. Correct. Oh, so like and he doesn't <laughs> like to wear he doesn't like to wear collared shirts. Well, we've seen now, that there on television. Things <laughs> I, there are other things I can tell you about Jerry, but I shall not. Okay. <laughs> that are absolutely that are king exclusives. You can, maybe just know this. He's my he's my guy, and I, I I've never had. My, Denny Hodge told me years ago that when you get out of the business, kid. If you can name five friends on one hand, uh, you'd be very lucky. And I thought at that time that was very cynical and old school. I was a young 22-year-old kid. And uh, by and long, by, believe it or not, he was right. So the king, the, so I, I have a, the king is on, on that list. list. He's on that list of five. Or, name one other person on that, that hand. Jerry Briscoe. Oh, wow. Former uh, hardcore champion. Uh, we've got uh, a, a couple of, uh, more minutes here. I want to to ask you about, because we're talking about Memphis legends, you brought up the name Lance Russell, who's, who was on this show uh, quite a few times, and it was so kind to me uh, when, we, when we started doing this. Uh, a legend, one of the greatest of all time. You kind of played Lance Russell in the movie Man on the Moon. Now, technically, 
not you weren't Lance Russell, but you played the Lance Russell role in the Jerry Lawler Andy Kaufman feud at the Mid South Coliseum in the movie Man on the Moon. Were you did you did you talk to Lance before that about what you needed to do? Uh, just tell us about what it was like to fill the role of Lance Russell in that movie. Well, again, Lance Russell was the ring announcer in that scene, but he he was there to get some uh, uh, time and. Uh, and the camera time, which he deserved. I had no idea what I was going to do. Uh, they said they wanted you to do some announcing. Uh, Milos Foreman uh, liked your work or saw a demo or something. And so, and, and Jerry, I'm sure, put a good word in for me. So uh, I uh, was very honored to be a part of that situation. I went back and watched the old Memphis tapes of uh, Lance's work with Kaufman and, and Lawler. So, and then they also wrote a script for me. Unfortunately, the script had, had didn't have enough lines to cover the didn't cover the uh, totality of the scene. So all of a sudden, we got three thousand extras at the Olympic Auditorium. Milos Forman comes over and says, "We're going to keep everybody here, but feed them again because of my writers let me down." So I say, like a Jethro Bodine here, well, I think I can ad lib that scene. He looks at me like incredulously, like I'm an idiot, <laughs> and uh, maybe maybe I was. Uh, and I, I said, "Well, isn't it worth a try?" He said, "Hell yes, it's worth a try." Because they didn't want to retain three thousand extras and feed them again and pay them more. So here they come. And I had remember all the Lance's stuff. I had watched it. I put my little spin on it here, there, and yon. And uh, so between Lance's motivation and what he'd already laid down, uh, we knocked that son of a gun out. And they liked it so much, they brought me back the next week to do some on cameras doing the same thing. So uh, it worked out for me. Lance was a great motivation. I always will say to anybody that's, that wants to listen that the two big influences in my wrestling career uh, was one, the first one was Soley, Gordon Soley. And then after I got to know him and started listening to his work, then it was Lance. Uh, but nobody did wrestling better than Lance Russell and Dave Brown. No team. I like to think Shay and King are pretty good. I think Lance Russell and Dave Brown were just as good as anybody that I can even think of. Oh, I, I, I can't argue with that. Ho- hopefully, here's, here's what you need to do, Jim. You need to try to get Dave there to be the guest announcer on AEW Dark this week because there's been the guest announcers. Get Dave there. That well, would be so awesome. That's being discussed. So we'll see how schedules work out. And hope that'll be a, if it happens, it'll be, it'll be a joyous night because be how, much, how cool would that be? How cool would that be? I'd love to see that. Oh, it would be awesome. Last question. I can't have you on the show here uh, in Memphis and not talk about barbecue. Your Twitter handle is at JR's Barbecue. You you sell barbecue sauce. Uh, And what is your favorite place to get barbecue in Memphis? Let's take the King's restaurants aside. We know we like to go to both of those establishments. Where do you go when you come to Memphis to get some barbecue? Well, again, you you, you bracketed it well. Uh, I always... Jerry would be my destination, but uh, it's probably Central Barbecue. Oh, that's uh, a good choice. I like that. Every time I've been there, I've enjoyed it. I liked it better than Rendezvous, even though I didn't, didn't hate Rendezvous. Uh, I'm just not big on ordering wet ribs. I like to wet them myself. You know, I have to sauce them my own self to my own degree. And uh, so I, but Central Barbecue is really good. And my, by the way, my, my website is jrsbbq.com, and you can order our sauces. Our ketchup, chipotle ketchup, jalapeno honey mustard, our jerky, our seasoning, all that stuff, jrsbbq.com. And we ship orders out generally the same day we get them. They ship here in Oklahoma and all made in Oklahoma, so it's fresh. 
and uh, and you get it quick. So uh, Central Jerry and I've been to Central. Jerry and I've been to a lot of barbecue places there before he, he opened his businesses up. But I just remember having a couple of good meals with him uh, at Central. So that's my that would be my choice right now, uh, ex- excluding the Kings. All right, cool. Yeah, there's, and there's a couple of spots down there in South Haven. So if you get some time uh, when you're when you're hanging out down there that day, you might want to check out One and Only Barbecue or Memphis Barbecue Company. Uh, also, uh, pretty good down there in 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 northern Mississippi. But Central Barbecue, you cannot go wrong with that. And uh, shout out your website again at uh, your at Jr's BBQ on Twitter, and it's Jr's where folks can order the barbecue sauce, and they can also they definitely need to listen to your podcast you do now with Conrad Thompson grilling uh, Jr. Uh, the best current uh, nostalgic wrestling podcast out there. And uh, folks need to check that out for the show. Uh, Conrad's been on here multiple times. And Jim Ross, we appreciate you joining us uh, this time. It's it's your birthday. It's the new year. I know you're busy. And and we really do appreciate it. I know everybody in Memphis uh, appreciates hearing from you. I'm never too busy for fans of Memphis wrestling. I have great respect for the brand and the tradition there. And it's it's my best friend's hometown. So that's all I need to say. I love Jerry Lawler, and I, I'm so happy he's back working on TV on a weekly basis. Uh, and I love he gave me a classic line when I said, Jerry, for God's sakes, how much longer are you going to wrestle? <laughs> he, said, he said, the greatest answer of all, until they quit booking me. Yeah. There you go. They, they, so when I, so my, you're JR, you're 68 years old now. When are you going to quit renouncing? When they quit booking me, and that ain't no time soon. I, yeah, I, I, I hope not. Uh, Jim Ross, thank you, thank you uh, again so much. Uh, this Wednesday night, Lander Center in South Haven, uh, AEW Dynamite. Now, folks need to get there uh, before seven, right? There's going to be some matches before. Yeah, before yeah, so I think uh, they'll start taking. I have matches at six thirty, and uh, Wrestling dot com will have all the information. Tickets start at twenty bucks. It's a it's family affordable, so uh, hope to see a big crowd there and have fun and and represent Memphis as it deserves to be represented. There, there you have it, Jim Ross. Good old Jr. It's fun talking with him yesterday and and, and making history today because there's only one show on the planet where you can hear. Uh, both Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler, and you're listening to it uh, right now. The King is going to join us momentarily, uh, but I, I do want to, uh, again, thank Jim Ross for joining us, uh, talking to me uh, for a long time uh, yesterday on his birthday as we get ready for AEW Dynamite. We'll be recapping it here on uh, next week's show. We've already got a great card announced. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you've got the, the Rhodes Bros versus the Lucha Bros, and you've got the women's title match on there. But this Wednesday night, when they announced that they were going to have the tribute to the Legends of Memphis Wrestling, and they showed put a graphic up on the screen, I know that got uh, many wrestling fans' attention here in the Mid-South, and we will see who shows up and how, and how that will play out. My prediction is going to be um, a bunch of stars who mean a lot to this territory but may not uh, be that well-known uh, worldwide, and somebody's getting attacked, hopefully. So hopefully whoever's there, whoever is there, uh, be safe. Superstar Dundee, uh, Randy Hells, Brandon Baxter, Doug Gilbert, Coco Beware, whoever they got coming in for this, just be, be careful. Watch out, especially for the inner circle. <laughs> I'd be concerned uh, about some of our legends uh, not uh, being able to uh, to walk back to the back uh, after the or the tribute there on, on Wednesday. That's my prediction, at least. When we come back, 
We just talked to the king. We're go or we just talked to JR. We're going to talk to the king next. We have the, the king and JR both on the same show. You are listening to Wrestling Time here on Sports Entertainment. 56, 96.1 and 87.7 FM. Now, back to Wrestling Time. Here once again, it's Kevin Cerrito. Let's do it, Daddy. The King and JR are on the same show, and it is this show. We're about to be joined by Jerry, the King Lawler. Just talked to Jim Ross. Jim Ross here in Memphis for, for AEW uh, Dynamite. Saw on Twitter here, Tony Schiavone already in Memphis. It's pretty cool. Uh, Shivani, uh here for the uh, Georgia game. So he works for the Georgia broadcast team, and Memphis is playing Georgia tonight. So Tony, I know what that means. That is uh, that is your cue to call three six zero eighty two fifty five. We've been waiting all show, folks. We're going to wait a pair of tickets to Dynamite. The first caller is getting those tickets. Uh, Carl will get you set up. Uh, that was the sounder. That was JJ from Good Times. I know it uh, when I hear it. So uh, the first caller getting your pair of tickets to AEW uh, Dynamite. Uh, but I was to say, Tony Schiavone is here today for the Memphis basketball game. Memphis playing Georgia. We'll have to come back through Memphis uh, International Airport later on uh, this week for Dynamite on Wednesday. You want to win tickets? We do have our, our winner already, Carl, right? We got our winner here. All right, we've got our winner for tickets for, for Dynamite. But if you want to win tickets as well, again, follow me on social media, facebook.com slash Cerrito. I'll be giving away tickets there. And also on my Twitter at Cerrito. And if you are a subscriber, if you're one of the people who listen to this show uh, on podcast form, because we're wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, you name it, uh, you can find our show there. Just search for Cerrito Live. If you are a subscriber, screenshot that you are a subscriber. Send me that screenshot. You can send it to me on the Facebook page at uh, Cerrito on Facebook or on the Twitter page. Uh, at uh, Cerrito on Twitter, or you can email us, CerritoLive at gmail.com. Send me that screenshot. We're randomly going to take a somebody who subscribes to the show. So if you subscribe, wherever you subscribe, no matter where you subscribe, screenshot that you're a subscriber. We'll draw a random winner and give them a pair of tickets to see AEW Dynamite in South Haven this week. We appreciate you listening live and also for those uh, who listen uh, later on because it's a busy week. It's Saturday morning. You never know what's going on. Subscribe just in case. Just in case, subscribe uh, to this show. It is a very busy month uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Speaking of airports, we're going to go live now to an airport. I don't know which one, but uh, he, for so many years, was the broadcast partner of good old JR. He is uh, my radio partner here every Saturday. He is the king, and he is here. Thanks to our friends at Smoothie King. Smoothie King presents the king, Jerry Lawler. Good morning, King. Good morning. How are you? Happy New Year to you. We, Happy New Year to you, Kevin. We do not have uh, as much time as we usually do uh, today with your travels. And we were talking with Jim Ross uh, a moment ago. Jim Ross, I asked him, tell me one thing I don't know about the King. Uh, I said, tell me something. Something Memphians may not know about the King. He said, uh, Jerry does not like to wear jackets. <laughs> That's what he told me. Did you not know that? I thought everybody knew that. You're right. And I'm I'm staring. I'm looking out my window right now at the snow on the ground. I'm in the city that never sleeps, Des Moines, Iowa. You go there and, a lot. <laughs> uh, 
and there's snow on the ground, and I think it's 31 degrees, and no, I, I just have on a ho- little hoodie. That doesn't ever bring a coat or a jacket anywhere. I don't care how cold it is. I hate uh, I hate traveling with them. All right, well, there, well, there we go. Last night was SmackDown. Were you in Memphis uh, yesterday? Or were you at the I bar? I was in Memphis before. Yeah, I was there. We had a, we had a pre-SmackDown and post-SmackDown party down at my club, and we were, I was down there. I actually went over to... Uh, to the FedEx Forum and, and shot the breeze with a bunch of the guys there for a while, and I had to do a little commercial for uh, uh, NBC Universal. So, uh, but they, I guess you know they decided they're they're sort of trying to separate the brands a little more. And ordinarily they had me do something in Memphis, right. but since um, now the regular Raw co-host, they didn't think that that was uh, appropriate. Who stopped by the restaurant uh, before or after SmackDown? Well, let's see. Uh, Jamie uh, Jamie Noble was there. The Charles referee, two, oh, yes. a couple referees. Rudy from uh, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, none of none of the big shots or anything like that didn't didn't get a chance to come by. Everybody was uh, on Friday nights. Everybody they they had Kate Gerardo. Most of them had Kate Gerardo uh, today, and and they were most of them were heading on, you know, after the show to get to get halfway up to Cape Girardeau or whatever. So, but we had a huge crowd of fans. It was, it was great. A lot of, a lot of people were there and, uh, let's see who else. Some people from talent relations came by and it was, it was a good crowd. The, uh, for those who stuck around last night for two Oh five live, which they filmed still for some reason after SmackDown on Friday nights, uh, one of the wrestlers and the name escapes me right now in the opening match, uh, paid tribute, uh, to you King. Did you see, did you see that? I saw it today on Twitter. So he um, did the second, uh, the I fist saw. drop from the second rope. Yeah. Well, he took a little too long up there. I watched it, <laughs> and uh, you know, I never would take, I never would give my opponent that much time to recover while he was lying there waiting for me to drop a fist on him. He took a little too long. Matter of fact, he acted like he was wearing two straps. Yeah, he acted yeah. Like he was dropping, dropping two straps, and then by the time he finally jumped down on his opponent, the guy raised his feet up right in his face, and uh, it didn't work out too well for him. Yeah, I don't know why he was but, the two straps. He, was, he, he, we should have yeah. booed him out of the building once he went to strap number two. But the, <laughs> right. it's like, that is but not I how think, it works. Im- imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So right, you know. No, you've got yeah, doing that in Memphis, and they they mentioned it on commentary as well. Todd Phillips and uh, there, but what? So that was the tribute they did last night. There was a tribute happening in Memphis. That this Wednesday night, and I have to ask you about it. AEW's in town. Your good friend Jim Ross uh, on the broadcast team. They are advertising a tribute to the legends of Memphis wrestling. Obviously, you cannot be there because you are under contract with WWE. You will be on the call Monday night on Raw. Uh, right, exactly. Who who do you think will be there? Have you talked to any guys? What, how do you think this thing is going to go? What what are your what are your thoughts? No, yeah, no, I, I have actually talked to some guys, and I, I think they're going to have. Uh, you know they're going to have quite a few guys that are, are were well known in uh, in Memphis. I know I talked to Dangerous Doug Gilbert. He's going to be there. Randy Hales is going to be there. Uh, I think Brandon Baxter, who used to do some commentary on some of the Memphis shows, is going to be there. Um, let's see. Yeah, talk to uh, I think Austin. I, I, they said they, they said that Austin Idol is going to be there. Whoa. Jimmy Vale is going to be there. Yeah, uh, Jr. mentioned Handsome Jimbo. I mean, Handsome Jimbo, he'll pop a crowd. Austin Idol would be awesome. Uh, to to see, uh, so I guess it may, probably won't see Jimmy Hart because of his relationship with WWE. 
Uh, it'd be, right. it'd be it, it's good. I, I can't wait to see. I think it's cool that they're doing it, right? A national promotion going to going to pay tribute to Memphis uh, you know, on worldwide broadcast, right? Uh, getting to see that, whatever it is, if it's just to set up uh, all of them getting attacked by Chris Jericho's group or what. Uh, <laughs> there's rumors, you know, they're, they're trying to get Dave Brown to be out there and do some announcing oh, of some uh, yeah, sort. No, no, uh, Dave, Dave Brown will be there. He will I be there. I, he will I have be. lunch every Thursday with Dave Brown, and, and yeah, he's going to be there. Oh wow! You have lunch with Dave Brown every Thursday. What did what did, y'all, what did y'all have this week? Uh, this week we ate at um, Jason's Deli with the owner of Jason's Deli and the owner of Gibson's Donuts, Don DeWeese and Andy Fletcher, who's a Major League Baseball umpire, um, and uh, some some other um, a couple other guys that are that are referees from uh, college basketball. Anyway, we ate at Jason's Deli, and uh, I had a club sandwich. Club sandwich. That's our our quick version of Bluff City Lawler this week. Uh, we got this. Yeah. We have the Sounder Bluff City Lawler. Uh, the King's lunches with Dave Brown. We got to keep keep up to date with this. You need, yeah, yeah. Every Thursday. Every Thursday, you need to tell him he is he has not Lawler. come on. One more one more time, Carl. Let's hear it. Bluff City Lawler. What, what I I <laughs> thought for a minute Bluff City Lawler was going on a hiatus with Bluff City Law, but. You get get next week. Tell tell Dave he's got to come on this show. I want him on the show, and he oh, okay. he won't he won't respond to me. I don't know why. I <laughs> really yeah I don't know, but I got I got to get you to do it. We've had Jim Ross, Lance Russell, uh, obviously you, King. I mean Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff. You name the the wrestling announcer. They've been on this show yet to get Dave Brown on. I need I want oh. to talk to Dave Brown about wrestling. I know he doesn't like to talk about wrestling very much, right. uh, but right. that's why I want him on because I think people want to hear him talk about it. Talk to him this. Yeah. Start working, working uh, Dave Brown this week. That would be awesome. That, that's good. Good to know that he will be there because that's going to pop a crowd. You, the crowd's going to pop for Dave Brown. They'll pop for Dundee, handsome Jimmy, and uh, I'm sure that's what they're looking for. They're looking to sell some tickets, pop some crowds uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, there, there at now, you know, you, now you finally hit on it. They're looking <laughs> to sell some tickets and pop the crowd. I don't. I, I think a tribute to Memphis wrestling is a, actually the last thing on their mind. <laughs> but it, it, it should it, it should be a fun show we'll talk about what happens next week king i appreciate it um as well always be safe uh, as you travel around the country today and i think my matter of fact jr just uh texted me yesterday and he said hey do you mind if me and some of the guys come by your restaurant after the show wednesday night yeah he was teasing that He's, no. yeah you don't mind at all yeah he yeah i think there's no. going to be some pre and post game partying for AEW, according to jr on on beale street there you go. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Thanks, King. Jerry the King Lawler joins me every week. Thanks to our friends at Smoothie King. Rule the day and visit Memphis's uh, many area Smoothie King locations, including uh, ones in Germantown, Carville, and Olive Branch, right down the road from Lander Center. That is it for our show today. I want to thank all you low budgets for listening. I will be uh, at Lander Center, so uh, come say hey uh, at AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night. I'll be back on the radio here next Saturday at 10. Wrestling talk starting at 11. Until then, I'll see you around the territory.